right. That happened too. I was like, wait, did we say this already? Am I repeating myself? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Streaming is going. I did not mute us this time because we're just jumping right into it, I think. Though granted, it'll take a minute for it to register on okay. on Twitch. Let's see. Okay. It has started on Twitch, but it's going through uh, the, the, the commercial right now. It's a Geico commercial. Please <laughs> <laughs> um, and I forgot to bring up my little script, so I'm just going to kind of go as 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 I can remember it. Uh, okay. Welcome, everyone, to Three Hound Wrestling Podcast. No, I'm not doing the funny voice today because I feel a little emotionally drained from various things, not excluding WrestleMania in general. <laughs> so, not doing that. But I have the return of Mithin and Batibat. Mm. Hello! <laughs> the non-existent crowds go wild! Yay! Empty Arena Podcast! Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh my goodness. Okay, what do we want to start with? Because this is... I know I, I mostly said that we were going to be talking about uh, Sammy and Daniel, but... Mithin, you said you wanted to talk about about the or at least a little bit about uh kevin and, well, and Seth. that's what we talked about at length last time so you feel like <laughs> you ought to talk about the payoff to that right that's true that is very true so take like maybe a half hour and let's talk about that one first okay hey, star doesn't want to talk about it <laughs> oh but seth was wonderful he, he was, was he was he that was, is, was I, wonderful wonderful i at just that. have such a such a soft spot for the heel that is clearly doing so much work to make the face get this sort of triumphant moment. And Seth was working so hard to make sure that Kevin got this sort of, yeah, I beat him moment. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I really did. <laughs> Although I could, when he started pulling out the personal insults, I could just feel Jamie burst into flames. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could. I, I, I all got in trouble. United. I I legit got in trouble because like I'm such a vanilla goody two shoes. And when Seth brought Kevin's kids into it, I let an oh. f bomb slip. And Jeff was like Jamie. I'm like yeah yeah I know. <laughs> it's 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 not my credo. I shouldn't slip. But I am mad. <laughs> Very mad. I maintain that the worst. The heel makes you feel the better the face will be in their triumph. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping you would rhyme that. That was so close. <laughs> no, yeah, I could have. I didn't. I missed oh, that opportunity. I'm it sorry. It was beautiful. Beautiful. I had the same argument with um uh with when when Daniel was a, a heel and against Kofi and mm -hmm. um you know, the whole thing about disrespecting the belt and bringing in I even though I love that belt I just love the fact that it was you know so so I, what's the word uh kitschy maybe I don't know mm -hmm. but yeah that that <laughs> that very down-to-earth Etsy-esque <laughs> title belt how good I mean how good did you feel when you saw um Xavier oh, and unveiled a new one. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I Crying. legit. Oh. Yes, well, the, the emotion, right? He like about lost it. Yeah. Oh, because so it, it just meant so much to them, and you you could feel that. 
Yeah, and, and it Daniel was just gets like... to be part of that. I can't believe Daniel got to be part of two of the best WrestleMania moments. <laughs> Winning himself and then helping Kofi win. That's just Yeah. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> and I, I maintain that if we had not reached that that level of hatred, that that low, that we would not have felt that same amount of high when it came mm-hmm. to Kofi's win. So I, so Seth I, had to be just awful, and he was. Yes, yeah. Seth was perfectly <laughs> awful. He was so I awful. Loved it. it was great. <laughs> he was a raging dumpster fire, and it was perfect. <laughs> and you know, oh, I know. I feel, yeah. I feel really bad for AOP and Murphy. Yeah, but I'm almost. I'm almost glad they couldn't make it. So it was so tightly focused on the two of them, and there was no interference. Yes. Because you almost worry once they make it no disqualification that some chumps are going to come in and ruin it, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, is oh, it's a it's a satisfying no DQ. Imagine that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Though, um, oh. so I know I, I I was pretty certain that Buddy Murphy was out on injury, or am I incorrect on that? I know he was out yes. for a reason. Oh, uh, um, is is Murphy injured, or could he just not make it? I thought it was that it was injuries, but now. Now I have no idea. I hope, it's not, I hope it wasn't an injury. Uh, well, yeah. from what I remember, it w- from what I think I remember, because like I said, I'm not 100% certain, it was like a minor injury, but it was something that he had to, you know, he did have to, yeah. to, to step away for in order to Like Andrade's, yeah. Yeah. Man, that feud is cursed. <laughs> so many people got taken out with injuries during that feud, like just dropping around Seth and Kevin. Oh. Yeah, it kind of makes it better, right? Because they're like so oh. chaotic and involved with each other that this like tornado of people were just like being flung. That was that was what I was trying to draw in my comic. Because at one point in my little comic, I drew of the recap. It's just Kevin and Seth flinging bodies at each other. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, you never want to say something that got a bunch of people injured. It's good, but no, no. But I think. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean the injury. I just meant the fact right, right. that their feud involved like half the roster, and they're just dra- yeah. they're just dragging their problems all over the brand, like smearing it all in their faces and involving everyone. It. I mean, yeah. it was terrible that people, you know, ended up getting injured throughout the the storyline, but it also Absolutely. worked in a weird, terrible sort of way. <laughs> it, it worked. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin and Seth were the only ones bitter enough to last till the end. They were, yeah, they were like the last men standing in this case. Oh, oh I like that thought. <laughs> and then Seth wasn't. That's such a that was such a great shot of him lying there, crumpled in front of the the LED, while Kevin stood in the ring. I was I was so choked up over everything. <laughs> it was just oh my god. Oh, me too. I wanted to watch it again before before we did the podcast, but I just I literally just ran out of time. Oh, it was really good, and Kevin got his moment. He did because I I don't know if you guys felt like that heart sinking part when Seth went for that that DQ at first. Oh, that was so well was done. Like, re- is that really it? <laughs> like, I did. Oh. I actually sat there and went, "Oh no!" Yeah. Oh no! I should have known better, but I was so caught up in it. That that's just okay. Like, they're, really? they're just that good. They're yeah. just that good. Really? That's how. That's how it's gonna end. And I should have <laughs> known. And then Kevin got the mic. And I was like, Kevin's got a microphone. It's <laughs> not gonna end here because he won't let it. Healer face is always good when he has a mic. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Things are always gonna happen. 
I always think it was hilarious during this feud when he kept saying, like, less talking, more fighting. I'm like, sir, (laughs) (laughs) sir, I mean, I agree, but you're not one to talk. (laughs) He can do both. When he brags that Steve Austin gave him the advice to never shut up and he tells other people to stop talking. (laughs) I'm the only one that doesn't stop talking. That's my gimmick. That's right. (laughs) Back off. Seth had some pretty interesting uh, ring gear, huh? Or interesting Oh gear. my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like a billowy religious pillowcase. I, I, I looked down at my phone for like a second as his music was starting. I was like, okay, I'm going to look. And then I look up and I see him just in the oh. ring. It was like, what the fuck <laughs> are you wearing? He's full-blown delusional at this point. It was great. I loved it so much. <laughs> And I, and I hate. You were talking about how you were nervous about what might happen from here. What do you think Seth is going to do now? Well, we know he's mad. He is it, mad, yeah. mad. He didn't um, say a word. He oh, is. Oh, that was great. He's fuming, and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> burn in your anger. Let it flow through you. R.I.P. Um, random NXT guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I have no idea who that guy was. I felt bad about that, but at the same time, it's like, mm, yeah, hey, bye bye. Uh, I would. Oh, there was something I saw. Shoot, there was something I saw on Twitter about it. Um, and now I can't remember what it was. God damn it! This is why I need to write everything down. Gotta write your notes. Yeah, all my notes I are think, on Sammy and. And Daniel. <laughs> I haven't made a gif of it yet, but I loved the way on Raw, when the match started, he just sort of walked forward and smacked the guy. I don't know how to put it exactly, but he doesn't come forward like he's going to fight. He just sort of walks into the fight and wrecks him. Like on a murderous like, autopilot. As a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Like yes. his mind is totally elsewhere. But he's just so good that whatever, I'm just going to kill this guy in front of me and then move on. <laughs> it's murder time, and I'm not even going to enjoy it. That, yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Wrestlers have to enjoy murdering people. <laughs> it's like when the, the little kids start swinging their legs, and they're like, all right, I'm going to swing my legs, and if you get in my way, it's your fault. Yeah, it actually did feel like that. I don't know who you are, but you're in my way at the moment. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see because, like I said, I was worried about how what the next step would be. But the anger, I'm okay with it. I am I'm I'm good with this. So I'm I'm excited to see where where Seth goes from here. And obviously, y'all are excited to see where Kevin goes next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so drastic for Seth, right, to go from being teased about never shutting up to never saying a word. It was great. It was really great. Yeah, I really want to see what he does with it. true. I hadn't made that connection that Kevin's like, you never shut up and then beats him. And now Seth hasn't said anything. Yeah, like up until even their last promo, he starts, you know what? I don't have to listen. He's like, no, let me talk for once. And yeah, and then it's like, no, all his words left. He's he's done. I cracked up so much with Seth's Let Me Talk because I have this friend of mine that I argue with sometimes, and he has this thing where he'll interrupt and say, look, look, let me finish, let me finish. Are you going to let me finish? Are you going to let me finish? (laughs) And finally, 
I was like, okay. And then there was this long pause and he goes, I, I'm finished. <laughs> As it turned out, he had nothing to say. He just wanted me to stop talking. So He wanted the pomp and circumstance. Like I have concluded with Seth as well. Pretty <laughs> good. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I, I yeah, like I said, I'm excited. <laughs> I know and, it's. Did I mention on the last podcast that I felt like after this feud, Seth and Kevin would have to be put on different brands? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. No, you did. I don't think you mentioned it, but that does Darn. make sense because uh, Myth, you were speculating about something pretty interesting after oh, his promo. No. Uh, but I will always speculate that Sammy and Kevin are about to run into each other again, no matter what. So it could I be wonder, anything. One of them do you think they get like tired of each other? New Japan. I, I don't. Because I think they get split up naturally enough. Yeah. That it's okay. Yeah, and then they just find but their I, way back. I do, I do worry about that a little bit, because I'm always like, oh, I want them to feud together again, or I want them to team up again. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe they would like to feud... Maybe they would like to see some other people now and then. I don't know. No, cause, no uh, the the video that Kevin did uh, the morning of WrestleMania, mm. he was like, "And hey, look who's here!" You look, and he turns the camera, and you look over, and in the next car over, okay. who is it? It's Sammy. Which is a callback to his weekend escapades where he ran mm-hmm. into Sammy a couple of times. Really, he captures exactly the same feeling. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, make that, that connection. Guy. That's great. Yes, it is. It's yeah. almost certainly referencing his. Like we you said there wouldn't be cameras. You said you wouldn't film this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All his poofy headed poof. Oh, I love his poofy keeping, hair. Keeping their good social distance. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, last thing we want is them getting sick, so. Yeah, but, you know, Seth, Seth going to SmackDown would be interesting, too, if that's what is going on there. I honest, I honestly can't see that ever happening, because there's, like, I mean, his his personality, his his whole, no, I don't want to say He's gimmick. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, he is he is very much ingrained in, in Raw. So, yeah, I kind of have a hard time seeing it happen. But I wouldn't be mad at it, because if he goes to SmackDown and Roman stays there... I have a hard time seeing him and Roman on the same brand in any time in the near future, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Right now they're such big figureheads. They need, you know, that one strong figurehead on each channel. Yeah, I, I agree. And Seth is a constant and Roman is a constant. They're in all the videos. You see their pictures last before mm-hmm. the show starts. That's true. Though, okay, this is completely, well, not completely off topic, but I was watching an old episode of Raw the other night, and I was watching the intro, and I saw Roman, and I saw Dean, like, three or four times before I saw even just one shot of Seth in the intro to Raw, and I was like, wait, what? Really? I remember, I, I first started really paying, really paying attention to wrestling right about when The Shield started. And I remember reading people talking, and for some reason this stuck in my mind. Everybody agreed that of the three, Seth was probably the weakest. That was my instinct when I started watching. Totally overshadowed. Yeah. Yeah. So I started watching like towards the end, like right before the breakup, and Roman talked a lot, and Dean talked a lot, and Seth was just like the brains, and like I didn't see that much of him. And then, you know, after the big betrayal, then all of a sudden he's number one all of a sudden. 
And rightfully so, I think, honestly. I love all three of them, but boy, Seth. He does have he a does very big personality. Such good heel work. Yeah. Um, wait, no, I was supposed and that to... laugh. <laughs> oh, God. I laugh. miss the laugh. I miss the laugh. He hasn't been doing it. It's a it cackle. It. It's a cackle. You gotta, mm-hmm. gotta admit. Uh, but no, the episode I was ref- was actually watching was um, was when Dean was champion. So it was a more recent episode and it, like Seth had just come back he was he had, he had won the title off of Roman but in the same night Dean cashed in his money in the bank uh contract and this is like a few episodes after that leading up to battleground went before, right before the bland uh bland split brand <laughs> right split before away from the, that bland <laughs> you should always do that um but yeah right before the brand split and i was just watching the intro just like oh well i want to see pictures of seth because you know they were flashing all the pictures and i was like oh my god there's only one shot of seth and there's like two or three of at least everyone else and kevin was in there too and i was just like this is kind of hilarious that's interesting think of the documentaries they will do about the shield in the long run i mean they've already done so many amazing ones but we're gonna get career retrospectives assuming they can talk about dean yeah yeah i mean i hope they but can people come and go you know you yeah. would have thought that other you you would have thought bret hart would never be referenced in ww programming again and there he is that's true hmm. now he's like helping aew right i think so bret hart yeah yeah yeah. People come in and out. It's amazing. I think the doors revolve a lot more easily than people think. Yeah. <sighs> but that's a long-term thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, those what else I was going to say about the match or matches cuz like I, I like I was telling you before we started broadcasting, um if you go on to uh the network, the two matches are categorized separately so it's Seth versus KO match and then Seth versus KO no DQ match and it's like oh, they technically That's had two matches at Wrestlemania at and same. Kevin won both of them he <laughs> did win both of them <laughs> suck it Seth um. <laughs> oh. That's a sound bite that'll come back to get you probably um <laughs> And I mean that with all the love and ubus behind it. <laughs> Sorry, that's something I've been hearing a lot lately. Like Actually with saying all it the out loud. Ubus. The ubus. Yes, it's just like, okay, we're saying this now, but it's also kind of cute if you say it the right way. So it's like, okay, I can work with this. Um, because <laughs> I. And this is yeah, this is definitely a completely different topic. It was uh an audio clip on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um how did it go? I'm gonna take all the bars of soap and beat the shit out of you with love and ooze, of course. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it was also super, super cute. So I don't know how to feel about any of it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's definitely way off topic. Um <laughs> I don't know what else to say about their matches. Um, y'all have any more I think thoughts? They, were, they were very, it was a very good, straightforward, grudge, personal match. You know, it didn't have any fancy steps to it. 
it was just two really good wrestlers who really don't like each other getting a moment. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then like Seth, you know, saying before that he had so many WrestleMania moments that he didn't, you know, hesitate to just lose the match just to take that away from Kevin. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't do it. He couldn't. His pride I love, let by it. the way, uh, when we're talking about moments, and I was so worried that Kevin wouldn't be able to have one. It was so interesting. He was on the bump just before WrestleMania. And he was definitely thinking about what a WrestleMania moment is. And it's really interesting because he concluded that a WrestleMania moment is how the wrestler felt. That is a real WrestleMania moment is a moment where the wrestler feels something that he can, or he or she can come back to. Wow. And remember how good that felt. So it's very personal. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting definition that it's not a big, huge arena thing? It's a how you yourself felt mm. when you were there. I thought that was a really interesting definition of it. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, because going from that, it if the wrestler is feeling it, then it usually is communicated to the crowd and from the crowd mm-hmm. is communicated to the TV audience. So it's kind of like, like a butterfly effect sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah, I'd like that. That makes sense. Hmm. I really wish I'd watched the, the, the matches again before we came on air. <laughs> Cause I know there was something else I wanted to say about them, but I couldn't remember. And that's why I wanted to rewatch the match. But. Well, if it comes back to you, you can always cut back. In. <laughs> I seriously doubt that's going to happen. Say, Wait, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen until I rewatch the match. But um, should we move on to, to the next one? Sure, I'm sounds good. I'm doing, I'm doing a guts up pose now. <laughs> you doing a what? I'm, oh, sorry. That's a Japanese thing. A guts up pose is when you like ball up your fists and pose like, yeah, bring it on. Oh, oh, like Goku. You're charging Yeah, I like that. I'm charging my key to talk about this match. <laughs> ah, oh, I do that too sometimes. I didn't know that's what that was called. Okay. I do. I have my uh, special Seattle edition Daniel Bryan shirt on. Nice. That's a good choice. It's Seahawks colors. That is so cool. <laughs> I want to s- take a picture of it later. I want to see it. Okay. Uh, well, it's just like his usual yes shirt, except it's navy and lime green accent. Oh, okay. I still and on the it. back, it says Seattle, Washington, home of the yes movement. <laughs> ah, that's great. I really want a Daniel Bryan shirt, but I want it. I kind of want it to make my own, and I wanted it to be off of the um, Southpaw uh, oh, <laughs> regional wrestling. So I wanted to have like like a. Like a versus, I guess, shirt. So it's um, Renee Benet versus, uh, oh, what's it? What's the American one? The super American guy. I can't remember his name. Because they were both Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I thought it would be so funny if the two of them were like squared up against each other in the shirt. And I was like, like Sammy versus Generico. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And I just wanted, I wanted to have that and I wanted, and, I just never got around to making it, and I keep meaning to. I wanted to make a Plants Champion shirt, and I just never got around to making it. His new shirt looks really awesome. The yes with the trees. Actually, I would kind of like that. I don't think I've seen and that one. 
Yeah, and you like buy it and they plant a tree. It's that's the so when he was Planet's champion, he stopped wearing his own merch because he felt bad about how much pollution, mm -hmm. you know, manufacturing shirts takes. So he refused to wear merch until, you know, they made this Planet Safe uh t-shirt and he wanted it so that whenever anyone bought a shirt, they would plant a tree. Ah, that's wonderful. I am looking him up right now on the rest, the WWE shop. He's been wearing it. It just it says oh, yes, and there's a bunch one. of trees. I didn't realize that that's what that was because you never really, I never really saw it like close up. Oh, and they still have the replica title. Yeah, they sale. do. Twenty five percent off right now. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want it. Looks like the you know. Hey, you know what they don't have though? WWE shop. How can I buy my Kevin WrestleMania merch if they haven't got women's sizes? But you've got two women's sizes yeah. in Gronk shirts. That that that, you, that just caused me physical pain to hear. Hmm. Right? That's not right. <sighs> we should probably get back on topic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn. Um. Oh, right. And I was supposed to ask you a question. So, um. Uh, previously. Uh, we had all been invited on to Shootin' Debris podcast, which airs on this network on Saturday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Central, unless it's one of the big four pay-per-views, then it's at 9.30 a.m. Central. Um, they asked me to ask you, Mythin, mm -hmm. uh, if you could slash would be able to book matches because um, of your your history of well, researching the history <laughs> of wrestlers. Because mm -hmm. I mentioned to them that you you love to research, that you are a researcher at heart. And uh, they're like, oh, well, can she book matches? And I'm like, I don't know. I never asked. So I was supposed to ask you. <laughs> what does it mean to book matches? Um, As in to plan? To, to plan out how the story goes, I guess. With someone in particular, or just like is Myth booking an episode of Raw or SmackDown? Like, I think I think in general, I think that's what they meant. Taker Taker's minion is currently in the chat right now. I can see him. Um, I don't know if he's currently listening because he might be at work at the moment, so he goes back and forth if he is. But um, yeah, I think what they meant was um, how to plan out how the story will. Uh, so evolve. interesting because I'm 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 baffled by the question, but then I realize <laughs> that on on myth gifts I don't do that very much, do I? No, you. I mean, because you mainly. I actually try very hard to avoid that sort of. I think this is where the story should go, or where I'd like the story to go, because I it almost never does, <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't like to be too disappointed when it doesn't go where I want. So I try not to say this is where it should go because it's not going to. And I like to be, no, seriously, I like to be open. No, to I understand. Being able to enjoy what I do get. Yeah. I, I well, don't enjoy I do trying it all to the time. narrative. The only I thing do that... it all the time. <laughs> so even now when I'm like, I, I, I put most of it on my personal account. And even then I try to sort of say, oh, wouldn't this be interesting instead of, they all obviously should put Kevin on SmackDown and then Kevin can come for the IC title and they can have a big moment in the ring where Kevin's like, what happened to you, man? You used to be the best wrestler in the world. 
And now all you do is kick people in the face while your minions hold them down. And then he can <laughs> punch Cesaro and punch Nakamura. And, and Sammy can stand there terrified at Kevin's righteous rage on his behalf. And then you can have, like, you could have Kevin, like, deliberately needling Sammy to try to get him mad. You know, you, now you're just a coward. And or you Kevin's can uh, only, revive his brief with Mojo. <laughs> That's true, too. You could have, you know, Kevin's a good enough actor that you could have it be clear that Kevin is only saying horrible things to Sammy because he wants Sammy to fight him. But he doesn't really want to insult him. But he has to to try to get Sammy to feel that anger again. <laughs> and then eventually they have this huge match for the Intercontinental title. And Sammy wins because he finally really wrestles. And so it doesn't feel like a loss to Kevin. Are you sure you don't book matches, Myth? Yeah, I was about to say, because that's exactly what you just did. It's very detailed for someone who doesn't book matches. <laughs> and yet, I try, not to, I try not to do that in public too much. Uh, the only thing that I could remember of you uh, mentioning any, anything of that nature was... Um, I don't remember when we were talking about it exactly, but we were talking about the fact that uh, Sammy had um, disconnected from the crowd because you were saying, you know, he feeds off of that energy, but now he's he's distanced himself from it. And mm -hmm. I remembered you saying that you wanted him to eventually realize, at least I think this, I, I might be remembering this wrong, so correct me if I am, no, uh, that you wanted him to realize that he needed the crowd back and he needed to reconnect with them and then I part of my prediction um on on shooting debris podcast included you know him trying making that realization and trying to make that reconnect but now he can't because there is no crowd yes wouldn't that be amazing I thought so um but apparently nobody else on the show agreed with me and I was just like oh Okay. <laughs> I just it's it's killing me because I do I feel like he can't he can't turn face until he can reconnect with the crowd and now there is no crowd. So he's really stuck. I think he could turn face but well not not completely turn face like he can't, he can't clinch it. Yeah, he he would have to He can start acting better. He can start being doing facey actions, but I think until the crowd responds to you it's not really a complete turn one way or the other. That's a good point, because yeah. a lot of it, you can try to make a face, but you really need that crowd approval, which is what makes it so hard. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, because if they don't give it to you, you're not really a face. You're doing face actions, but if you come out and do nice, good things and the audience boos you anyway, you're not really a face. You're booked as a face, but you're not a full face. Though you got to have both of those things. So I was I just realized something. Um technically speaking, they could utilize Twitter to Twitter, Facebook, whatever other social media platforms mm -hmm. they want, um to not not to replace the crowd reaction, but mm -hmm. to have the crowd still interact because um I don't I don't know about y'all going uh when y'all have gone to uh, live events, but they've done stuff where, you know, it says tweet, uh, tweet this to vote for 
this video and then like five minutes go by and then they tally the the hashtags that they have told you to tweet and then they'll show whatever video got the most hashtags. I think they could use something like that. I feel like they could. I don't know how, but, you know. I, I do feel like there's one potential silver lining to this. And I I don't know. And again, I don't, I never know where anything's going. <laughs> but I feel like Sammy is ripe for a, he, a face turn. Heel turn. Um, and I think it would be really wonderful in a weird way to have him turn face as in realize that he's been doing things wrong, try to do better, so that when we first get a real live audience again, the pop for him is immense. So that Can you imagine never... him singing again? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so there's never any sort of weird, usually when somebody, very often when somebody turns face, there's always a couple of shows where people are like, yeah, but boo, we still remember that you were bad. Mm-hmm. And this way they could... Potentially, he could turn face, and by the time he comes out again, that is, he never will have been booed as champion. That he, by the time he came out to a live audience, everybody would be behind him again, almost everybody. Oh, that I'm, would be so nice. And every, everybody could sing, and uh, it's not likely to happen, especially because they can't predict when they're going to be able to have live audiences again. Yeah. And he's doing he's such great work. work, too. <laughs> I I know. The better he is at it, the less likely it is to see a face turn, but who knows? It all sounds nice. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. Um so I was I went back and I listened to the the Shooting Debris podcast because there were several things that were brought up during our discussion on this match that I wanted to bring up with y'all. Uh, okay. So let's see. Um Okay, so some notes are that uh, Drew and Cesaro did have a match on the pre-show. Drew Mm -hmm. ended up losing to Cesaro. I haven't seen it yet because, I'll be honest, I was so tired that I fell asleep. And when it came time to wake up, I could not. So I didn't actually start watching WrestleMania the first night until... um, Oh, I came in about half a minute before Becky versus Shayna was over. So I oh, saw wow. the, I saw the last half minute of that, and then I watched the rest of it from there. And then I ended up going back to sleep. Like, oh, wow. I was just, oh, no, you were tired. You were I was really so tired. tired. I don't even know why. I was just, I well, I guess I just felt so drained from previous things. So I was just like, I'm going to sleep. I was going to sleep a lot. Um but yeah, so I missed out on Drew versus Cesaro, and I'm sad. Please tell me you heard about the finish, though. No, I just knew he lost. Oh my gosh. Go Cesaro Drugu was awesome. Cesaro, for the win, his finishing move, put Drugu on his shoulders and did an airplane with no hands. Like, just spun around with Drew Gulak draped around his neck. What? It was Drew amazing. Oh Cesaro is like some kind of muscly magician. <laughs> there's a reason they call him the Swiss Superman oh my god yeah so I've been like I said I've been meaning to watch it I just haven't because I ran out of time for so many things but oh my god now I really really need to see that match okay. I was a little surprised Drew lost though really yeah 
I don't know. I have this intuition that Drew is going to come after the Intercontinental title. Well, Cesaro's been eating a lot of pins, too, so they've been booked both kind of weak. True. At a booking level, I'm not at, at a all booking level. Lost. <laughs> yeah, because Cesaro's amazing and probably should win all the matches. Yes! yes. He's definitely oh. very, very good. <laughs> I love so his very European uppercuts. Yeah, I'm never surprised when Cesaro is booked to win. No, no. Because, <laughs> you know, look at him. Just like, obviously. <laughs> I know I wanted Drew to win, but I wasn't, like, terribly surprised when I heard that he lost. Yeah, I just thought storyline that since he had beaten Shinsuke, now he should find a way to beat Cesaro as well. Well, Cesaro is also a technical you. wrestler, isn't he? Yeah. Technical versus so, technical. I'll be curious to see why that was. Cesaro's a little more power than technique, though. He does definitely have technique, but I'd put him more in a power category. That's true. I agree. Oh. Well, anyway, that was it was a good match, though. Oh, I can't wait to see it then. Dang it. So I have speculation as to why things are, are going, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, the announcers kept bringing up Daniel Bryan's big WrestleMania 30 and Yeslemania, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this whole thing totally gave me Yeslemania vibes. Like, Sammy and his crew are the new authority. Ah. Oh. Like, uh, not in a very different way, but they have, like, the same kind of vibe, you know? Like, they keep calling Drew, like, worthless and, like, you know, mm-hmm. things Nobody. like a plus player. I got true. so and that's mad what, about that, by the way. That's so. That's like uh, Daniel's pissed at Sammy because he's on top and he's not doing wrestling. He didn't earn it, just mm-hmm. like um, Seth and the Authority and his J and J security. And uh, <laughs> really, did. and that's what distracts him. That's what distracts him during the match, right? He's totally punishing Sammy with his technique, and uh, it's when they start distracting him, uh, talking about um, Drew, right? That he starts losing mm-hmm. it and he loses that grip on it. Because he starts having flashbacks. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I was I was just thinking about it as like that's that's his friend now. You don't talk about yeah, his well, I friend think, that way. But I then, think he's projecting a little because they start yeah. talking about what a nobody drew is. He's like he is not a B plus player. Like he's you know this hardworking technical wrestler just like me. And I don't know. I think he took it a little personally, a little empathetic. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, thing. I can. That's what I was getting to. I just didn't. I didn't make that connection to, uh, to to yes, yeslemania. What? <laughs> yeslemania. Yeah, the yes movement. That that origin thing. Because I, I never watched that. I wasn't around for that one. And that I have my first wrestlemania. Me too. Nice. Cool. Oh, <laughs> that makes it. E- yeah. The, okay, y'all are definitely the authorities here. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't make that connection. I just saw it as. You know, he was taking it personally because that's his friend. But that makes so much sense. Dang. I like well, that. Yeah. yeah, well, that too, right? He, he yeah. It is his friend, and he is taking it personally because Drew is a hard worker, and he is very mm-hmm. technique-oriented, and these other guys are on top and cheating to win, and it ruffles his feathers. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I'll be really curious to see where their sort of partnership, friendship goes. Yeah, I really like them together. They're hilarious. 
You guys see all their Twitter videos, their little wrestling exercises? Oh, yes. Like, oh, my God. What name were they coming up with? Like, the ball squeezers or something? Oh, God. <laughs> ball, sque- ball squeeze connection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, <laughs> well, there's more to it than squeezing balls, Daniel. That's right. There's duck walks. I just, there's duck walks. I love these sort of deadpan comedy wrestling bits. It's great. I don't know how they keep from just cracking up. Uh, years of experience, obviously. They are professionals <laughs> at this, especially Drew, because I, I, some of the crap, some of the crap that he has said, it's like, how are you not laughing? <laughs> he just and he just says it so seriously, like the whole, uh, what was it? Um, I am your father now. It's just like, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> what? What? And I, was, I remember you mean seeing. I'm your daddy. I remember seeing a whole bunch of tweets about that. Like Drew is daddy now. What? I was like, what? What? It's like I suppose working in Chikara as long as he did does give you some really good ability to stay deadpan while everything. My gosh, was he in Chikara? So. <laughs> yes, he was. He was a staple of of Chikara for Drew several was? years. I think so. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I know he goes back every so often. He does uh, workshops with uh, Mike Quackenbush. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember. I know he's in the alumni f- section for them. Mm-hmm. And I had a subscription to uh, Chikaratopia for a while. And I, I meant to... I didn't have it for very long, unfortunately, and I kept meaning to watch the uh, the the matches with him, and I just never got around to it. And then my subscription ran out, and I couldn't renew it. And I was sad. <laughs> Getting to a Chikara show is on my bucket list, and I have not been able to yet. Same. I so okay. There's this one wrestler that I really, really, really want to see. Big Calix. Yes. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I love him. (laughs) I've never seen him wrestle, but I follow him on Twitter. It is just fun. (laughs) He's hilarious. And oh, apparently, um, Dr. Net. Oh, I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Otar's dad. Yes, Otar's dad. Shout out to Otar. Um, Wait, does he have two dads? Because I thought Frantic was his dad, too. I don't know. Dr. Neff. Is in the picture, yeah, in the profile picture. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently he has a Twitch, um, a Twitch stream now. We were, we were watching it the other day, and I was just like, "Oh, this is pleasant. This is nice. It was it was very it's very cool." Um, <laughs> it was like more more wrestlers should have Twitch channels. I'm just saying. Uh, we so, used to have a, a local one. Shout out to Three Two One Battle, but they had some drama and had to shut down. It was really sad. What? Yeah, it was it was kind of serious stuff. So they really, oh. yeah, they had to pack it up, which was a shame because there was comedy wrestling every other week. You get to enjoy the locals on Twitch. I I did watch a couple of theirs, and I'm I I think I still I I still follow them technically speaking, but oh, now I'm sad. Yeah. If you know Aubrey Edwards, that's where she got her start as Girl Herbner. Really? Yeah. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. Right, we should probably talk about. Chikara is <laughs> always the good diversion point, though. Yeah, Chikara is awesome. Chikara dragged us off. So we talked. We talked a little about Daniel, and I know Myth had a lot of points to make about Sammy's behavior in the match. 
Yes. <laughs> like a thousand, you take that back. thousand things come to my mind at once and i have nothing to say it's so the fascinating haluva kick to the face oh i love that haluva kick sorry i i don't like seeing daniel lose but i love seeing sammy wrestle so <laughs> and it was i felt so i it's interesting because i made this whole long thread about all his moves and i was like this is wrestlemania he's surely gonna pull out just one of these great moves and he didn't but then I sat there after and I was like, it was too soon. It is too soon. I don't know why the timing is such that it doesn't work at WrestleMania for him to be pulling out blue thunder bombs, but, but it didn't, I wasn't, I was sad, but I wasn't surprised. It was too, it wasn't the, the right time. He wasn't in a good enough place to be able to be doing those moves. I, I thought I saw you tweet something about the fact that it was like he was unused to doing the wrestling anymore. It was like his body wasn't quite moving the right way. Yeah, or... yeah he's rusty. Yes. I think in, in the story, he is rusty. I, I assume he's rusty in real life, although he, he wrestled at house shows now and then for a while. I assume to keep an eye on himself and see how he was doing. Uh, but he managed yeah. the clothesline. He did a clothesline and he did one crazy frantic haluva kick. Which is interesting because part of the point of the haluva kick is that it's a move that takes a long time to set up. It doesn't, it doesn't have to. But the way he <laughs> does it is always this huge dramatic moment when they're in opposite corners. And Sammy's, you know, just get up, get up. And taking a moment to collect himself. It's that sort of, it's a real gathering your energy sort of move. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to see him do a version of it with no preparation and no ability to think about it beforehand. It was just desperate. Yes. I wonder, was it weaker as a result? I would think so. It kind of would have to be, but it still took out Daniel. It did. I'll be curious to see where that goes, too. Uh, do you think Daniel will move on at this point, or do you think he will keep coming back at Sammy? I, oh. Hold on one second. Are those the three hounds? Those are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Two-thirds of the hounds. I'm the third one. <laughs> no, that's... I thought the, I thought the three hounds were the shield. Well, okay, so it's actually a reference to, like, two or three different things. Um... <laughs> Three hounds. You, you don't have to go into it. <laughs> well, I can tell you, it's not that. It's not also oh. not that long. The first one is the shield. The second mm -hmm. one is uh, my from my favorite character of Game of Thrones, which is Sandor Clegane. His uh, family sigil is three hounds on a, a yellow autumn yellow background. And then I have two dogs, and then I myself am Year of the Dog. So it was like, oh wow, wow. kind of works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, um, iTunes wouldn't let me get away with my original title, so that sucked. Oh, okay. it was it was a little too violent, apparently. Oh, what was it? It was called Coffee and Curb Stomps. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I could be having coffee right now. <laughs> I could be having curb stomps right now. <laughs> I love That's just when stomps. you go to drink the coffee and you miss it and chip your tooth on the mug. Oh. oh. 
They thought that was too violent for a podcast. That's amazing. I guess that I mean I never actually got a um a solid answer on why my podcast was rejected the first time from the Apple Podcasts. It just said change no. something. Here's the things that might be wrong with it. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? And just going down the list, that was the only thing I could figure out. I changed the name huh. and then I resubmitted it and it worked this time, so I've been three hound wrestling podcasts ever since. And I like it. <laughs> and like I said, it works on like three different levels. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Sammy and Daniel. Where Where do you think Daniel's going to go from here? I I have no idea. I've been into quarantine for a few for a while. <laughs> He's but just in I the forest they... living among nature. They with recorded all his French bulldogs. A, I think they recorded a couple of episodes of SmackDown before. Oh, so. that's right. There was um, I we mentioned it on on the other podcast uh, that there is a, a lockdown for Florida mm-hmm. now, so they can't they can't film anything. Right. So they put a couple of they knew it was coming. I think so. They put a couple of episodes in. I believe. So we will get some. Oh, obviously there was raw. So, yeah, we'll probably get some wrap up at least for WrestleMania. While they hope, I think that they can continue in a little bit. Hopefully, yeah, um, and it throws everything off. Any kind of guess as to what's going to happen is thrown off by the fact that people sometimes can't make it, or the timing is way off. Who knows? Yeah, though I I was thinking about it, it's like. What is, is there anything preventing them from having remote locations used? Because, um, you know, a lot of the wrestlers live in um, areas that are fairly close by to each other. Mm-hmm. So possibly, you know, they could work with that, but. Jeff Hardy and Edge maybe. have a match because they both live in the same place. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is, that was, I, I don't, I don't know how well that work would work. Cause like Seth, he lives in fucking Iowa. That's, I know somebody I was joking about AEW and I think it's actually kind of a brilliant idea that Matt Hardy could like teleport everybody onto his compound and then they have to fight on his compound. Oh man. That would work for them at least. Yeah. We'll all fight in the fun house from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Just have them take, like, phone videos and, like, edit them together. <laughs> clothesline! Oh, I take the clothesline! <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That would be, that would be kind of fun. Just have, like, another human stand in as meat. Yeah. And just pretend it's them. Oh, that would be kind of cool and kind of weird. Um, so it's really hard to predict, I guess, is what we're saying. Yeah, like... It's very difficult to know where anything is going. I guess, um, I, how, how about what we would like to see? We'll say that. Because I would like to see it continue uh, with Daniel and Sammy. Um, but maybe it's not Daniel anymore. Maybe he's helping Drew. Like now it's, this and now like it's a, a big switch. possibility to me. Yeah, because they were kind of picking on Drew the most, and Daniel was almost like in this like big brother position, kind of trying to stick up for him. Maybe and I, 
Ever since mm -hmm. he kind of got healed by, well, actually, since his return, it, Daniel's focus hasn't been so much on wins, but as in just wrestling who he wants to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. been more about his passion for wrestling rather than the wins he's made. So does he sacrifice that chance to get a good win on Sammy to give Drew his, you know, his revenge and that self-confidence that he is better and he is worth something? Yeah. That is, I felt that way... Ever since the first time Sammy interacted and he picked out Drew, they were backstage. He said, who's this nobody? That and got I went, me so heated. Drew's going to fight him for the Intercontinental Championship. I, got I, just, I just got so mad about that one. I just really <laughs> feel it because we've talked about the parallels between Drew and Daniel. But I think obviously there are parallels between Drew and Sammy as well. That that's when Daniel's like, you're the nobody. Drew's not a nobody. They both have that same sort of. All of them do, right? Drew and Daniel. Uh, Drew, yeah, Drew and Daniel and Sammy all have that sort of overlooked by other people, technically really good, but somehow, at different times, don't make it to the top. Feeling. That's true. Actually, so. like like I said, I was watching old episodes of Raw, and there was. Oh god, I hate that guy. JBL. He was and Sammy had come out and he was saying something to that effect, like, who is this nobody think he is? And he was referring to Sammy. I was like Well, the fact that we had JBL on commentary during another Sammy match just mm. I was mad. I hated it a lot. Mm. Apparently a ton of people well guys anyway were really excited. They're like, JBL is killing it on commentary. I'm like, really? He's not. He's really not. I don't agree, friends, sorry. Hearing the voices that you're used to is is always, I think, very reassuring and feels good if you had a lot of important moments that that person's voice is associated with. Uh, well, not for me. That's JBL well, was commentary true. when I, I started watching wrestling. <laughs> I was wondering if you would point that out. Like, if you both started <laughs> watching at WrestleMania 30 seriously, then JBL commentated a lot of important matches, and I still don't like hearing him on commentary. <laughs> Um, I have, him and uh, and King. I've never liked either one of them on commentary. King makes me honestly uncomfortable when I listen to him. Lots of uh, cringe moments. But uh, yeah, I've I've always hated JBL, and it was more like it's not like it's not like Miz or Seth when I first started watching. It's like I love to hate them. Mm -hmm. JBL, I just hate him. I don't want to hear his voice. I don't. I, I think it's yeah. harder for heel commentators to be people that you love to hate because they never get their comeuppance. That's They're just oh, that's a good point. sad all the time and no one can ever punish them for it. And it gets frustrating sometimes. Though yeah. Nigel McGuinness, I like him as a heel commentator. Yeah, that's true. I, I think some people just click and some don't because I do. I love Nigel. I like Corey better than a and lot Samoa of people. And Samoa Joe. Oh, he was oh, great. Oh, God, yes. Samoa Joe. I miss him so much. I do too. Can we magically have him both commentate and wrestle? And he just <laughs> comments time. on his own matches. He, just, he like wears a like, here. I'm going for a slam. He, he wears like a little headset. Like and the handsome hero hoists this sucker up and slams him into the mat. Oh my god, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, more wrestlers should do that. That would be so great to have them watch their matches and commentate them back. I know there are some people that do it, and I always love it. They, they have those videos on YouTube sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, on WWE's channel, they'll take like some famous yeah. matches and they'll have them rewatch them. Those are good. Oh, was it? Um, really there was this one of uh, it was Cesaro and um, 
his old his old no no his old partner no his other partner. Tyson Kidd? Yes, Tyson Kidd. There you go. It was uh, it was Cesaro oh. and Tyson Kidd watching back some some match, and you just see Sheamus like pop up in the background, like literally he's he's behind the table. He pops up. He's like looking at Cesaro, and he's looking very <laughs> suspiciously at Tyson Kidd. And Tyson's like, he's like, uh, y- your friends here. <laughs> And it was when they were like, it was when they were the bar, and right. and Cesaro was like, "Oh, hey, Shamey." <laughs> you know, it was Cachetono shows up for a second. And... I love Kid and Cesaro; they're so. I funny. miss them. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of them because uh, I I think Tyson had gotten hurt relatively mm-hmm. soon after I started watching. Um, but uh so I don't I don't have as much of a connection with him. Same like the same way when I started with Daniel. Now what I know of Daniel is um since his return basically. Like I saw him give up his title, but I didn't have that connection like everyone else did. So I don't know, it's interesting to to see the it difference. It's always interesting where you come in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Oh, uh <laughs> Okay, um Oh, yeah, some of the stuff that I wanted to mention from from the other podcasts, uh, and also I see Taker men- asking who is making fun of Iowa. I'm not making fun of Iowa. I was just saying Seth lives in Iowa. It's nowhere near any of the other wrestlers, as far as I remember. So you know, having having remote locations in Iowa would be a little difficult for other wrestlers besides Seth. We could finally get that Seth and Becky match. <gasps> that would be awesome. Would they have to kayfabe call off their wedding? No. <laughs> oh no no no! Oh, I don't know. I know what it would be. The stipulation is: winner gets to decide the theme of the wedding. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Becky <laughs> rolls up in that semi truck. Yeah, yes. Seth loses. They have to have a new chocolate cake. Or Seth <gasps> gets to arrive in his uh, yes! WrestleMania gown. Oh, oh that'd my be God. great. <laughs> Anyway, we like Iowa just fine. Yeah, we're fine with Iowa. It's, you know, the fact that it's so far from any of the other uh, wrestlers' hometowns that that we were saying. But uh, anyways, so let's see. I wrote notes on this. Okay, so LL predicted that Daniel would lose because someone was going to turn on Sammy. Uh, she thought that it would be more Cesaro than, um, than Shinsuke. Um, really, of the two, I would predict Shinsuke just because Sammy took too. Shinsuke's Intercontinental Championship. That's that's my that makes, feeling as well. Yeah, that made more sense to me. Um, I didn't see it happening like at all just because they are a very united front right now, and there has not been any uh dissension between the three of them. So, I oh, they're pals. <laughs> I honestly didn't see any of that happening. And um, anyone who's listening right now that also listened to Saturday show, uh, I didn't say a lot of, uh, resp- I didn't have a lot of response during this particular part because I was kind of thrown off a little bit. And it took me some time to really think about what everyone else said and digest it and then be able to process what my thoughts were. So I do apologize for that. <laughs> it's a bit of a late response, but I tend to have This is why I don't those. usually do podcasts, because it takes me like a half hour to come up with a response, <laughs> and that's not much good. Okay, wait, 
You guys keep talking. I'll come back in a half hour and tell you what I think. <laughs> it's not, not going to work. No, no, it's fine. Because, like, I just, I don't know. I just felt, I felt like I should have been defending them more, but I couldn't. Like, I just, I couldn't, my brain was just not working. So some of the stuff that I'm bringing up, it's because I do want to defend that. And I now have that chance because it's my show, one. And two, I have fully, well, mostly fully thought out these things. <laughs> some of it, it it's is tougher fun. to come up with stuff on the spot. It's pretty much really? improv, but they're also asking you for deep thinking. So it's, it's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to do. Yeah. So, and I, I definitely have a hard time with it in general. And then this is you know, something that I don't feel like super confident about. Cause like I was saying before, uh, before we went on air, you know, with, when it comes to Seth, when it comes to Roman, when it comes to Dean, I feel a lot more confident about my knowledge when it comes to Sammy and Kevin and Daniel and even Drew, I don't feel as confident about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so that was some of the predictions from LL that she thought, you know, somebody would turn on Sammy. Um, Let's see. Uh, do y'all know who Bobby Heenan is? Yes. Yep. Okay. Taker asked if they, if WWE was possibly trying to create another Bobby Heenan in Sammy. I don't really see it, but that was something that they talked about. He's got some of the same style. How so? Because I don't know anything about Bobby Heenan besides the fact that oh, I was okay. gonna say, he was a great I know heel. Of the man, but I don't know much <laughs> about him. I, I know he's the I, brain. Yes. My favorite Heenan moment, and I don't have a whole lot because it was well before my time, is when Shawn Michaels turns on Marty Jannetty, his tag partner. Right. And they're having this segment together, the barbershop segment, right? Right. And they're talking and they're being friends. And Heenan is talking over it and he's like, yeah, these two, they're, they're inseparable. They'll never turn on each other. They're, they're, you know, they're like brothers. You can't have one without the other. And then out of nowhere, Shawn Michaels kicks Janetti, knocks him through the window. And without any transition, he immediately says, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> you don't need Janetti. You don't need Janetti. Oh but it's literally with no time in between it. He absolutely switches. And I, I kind of see that in Sammy, that sort of, no matter what happens, he's ready to turn it the way he wants it to be. That's true. Which is just good heel managing, really. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I can see some of that. I don't. I don't think that's the long term plan with Sammy. I think the long term plan is for Sammy to wrestle again and become a full time wrestler again. But I think a lot of that depends on Sammy's shoulders, and it's hard to plan around that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like he's developing pretty well as a heel manager but you know he still has i mean he he has nowhere to go but up on this one so and he has a title so he has to at least fight in some capacity at some point yeah i suppose he doesn't have to but yeah he could rock it <laughs> I said, yeah i'm just dreading him just getting squashed by somebody and losing on the spot well which- no if he gets creative mm-hmm. about it, you know, he technically can win the matches without really wrestling, uh, you know, for the sake of his shoulders, as you said, but also, you know, more heel antics. And I, yep. I feel like, I feel like they, like the guy behind Sammy, uh, mm-hmm. Ram, Rami Seb, how do you say his last name? 
Sabai. Sabai. Rami Sabai. I, I have only like, heard it said once. So. <laughs> I feel like if anyone could come up with unique ways to do that, I feel like he could. Mm-hmm. But well, he's got a lot to work with, right? Because he can retain with a disqualification. He's got buddies. Yeah. There's so many ways to retain just by being disqualified. Like he tried to walk away from his match with Daniel. He should have just gone a little faster. <laughs> yeah, he should have <laughs> run. <laughs> Maybe run instead of walk. Play the Benny Hill music and have him sprint <laughs> up the ramp. That would have been interesting to see. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, MDS did predict a very fun or f- very physical match. I kind of felt like it was both. I don't know about y'all. It wasn't very fun for Sammy fans, I would say. No, no. <laughs> that's just a long silent. silence there. Was. I'm like, well, Sammy's just getting fun. The... It's not yeah, the word. Well, okay. He's I... like pleading, please, please. Okay, not for him. Spare this or party. even Daniel. I had a lot of fun watching it, though. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I yeah. found personally extremely wrenching, which is great. Yeah. I would say it, it's pretty physical as far as, you know, just... Daniel demolishing Sammy for most oh of that. Dear God, it was the, that was when oh. Daniel dived through the ropes at Sammy and went right onto the barricade. He does a he does a suicide dive at Sammy, and I forgot about that. It it doesn't look bad exactly, but it looks so powerful, and he slams right into the barricade and Sammy. And I was like, so yeah, there were some really good moves in it. Okay, I don't know how MDS meant fun, but I had fun watching it. For oh sure. yeah, absolutely. The map um, itself was very fun, <laughs> and it was very. Physical, it was entertaining, more... I should say. <laughs> yes, it was a very entertaining match, in that we got to watch him suffer and we enjoyed his suffering a little. I don't. I, there's a German word for it, Schadenfreude, and I I very much felt it on this match. That's good. Little... That's the heel's job. <laughs> Um, let's see. As a cam, uh, as a Kevin, I almost said Cammy. <laughs> as a Kevin <laughs> fan, I'm dragged in with the Sammy crowd, so I'm too empathetic to to feel good about his suffering at this point. Isn't that interesting? Huh. We've but, all yeah, been kind of we're linked, you know, just yeah. like Kevin and Sammy are. <laughs> I I'm gonna warn you. I'm worried about what's gonna happen to our nice little circle of combined Kevin and Sammy fans when inevitably they actually start seriously feuding again. Whatever. We were friends when they were feuding. We can before. get through it. No, we're we stronger won't. than that. Okay, okay. We can overcome it. <laughs> we don't don't be fickle, Myth. I'm not fickle. I know you're you, not. You need, you need some buffer fans in between. Um, some Roman fans could be, could be yes, buffers. Yes, we'll count on you. We'll count on you. <laughs> yeah. Some, okay, Seth fans too. I'm a Roman and Seth but fan. I, there really is this fascinating sort of, if you're a Kevin fan, you kind of have to be a Sammy fan to some extent and vice versa. That's true. I actually, Sammy was my first favorite and I ended up, I hated Kevin at first for obvious reasons, but I ended up really liking Kevin just because he, once I started paying attention to what he was actually saying, I was like, this is a person who loves Sammy maybe even more than I do, which was an interesting Way more, way more than I do. (laughs) And so I ended up really liking Kevin for that reason. And it's just, you can't help it. 
I think I started off with Kevin first, but it was that I hated him. And then when Sammy came in and he was the um, natural enemy, I guess, to Kevin, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's interesting. And then the whole ska thing was like, oh, I like him and the dancing and whatnot. And I was just like, and so I, I just naturally gravitated towards Sammy. It's like, oh, this is a cute, this is a cute boy, cute sunshine boy. Let's protect him. <laughs> And that, so that made my hatred of Kevin And now Kevin you're enjoying grow. him suffering and begging I... for his life? <laughs> yes. How dare you? But no, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> Well, because one of the things that I've always felt very strongly about is if you really love a character, you, have, you end up loving them no matter what, but you also realize that, you know, they mm-hmm. have flaws. Like, I mean, I, Seth... That's I, I don't have much more of an example than him. I love him as a heel. I love him as a face. I accept the fact that he's a little shithead. And I love that about him. But I can also admit he's a little shithead. So, I don't you know. know. I feel people, like... People who keep defending their heel wrestlers by saying they're actually right confuse me sometimes. I understand it sometimes, especially if they're feuding with Shane. But... <laughs> That's right. Hey, I was right all along. I gotta admit, I was defending Sammy when you know when he was going up against Shane because he was right. I'm. I will. I will. I will die on that hill. Sammy was right about Shane the entire time. They were Kevin and Sammy because you know immediately after that Shane turns all the way heel. His true colors were revealed. You could always see them. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, what were you thinking, man? Daniel, don't be blind. <laughs> and all anyway, that hair in your face. <laughs> and you got rid of that. Fix that problem. That's what it the, is. The feed got rid of that. You're right. Maybe, maybe that's what I happened. He just do. needed his hair to be cut off so he could see better. <laughs> Wait a second, Shane's an asshole. Wow. <laughs> He's only just realizing this after the fiend feud. He's like, oh man. <laughs> What was I thinking back then? Um, Actually, that brings up another point that was brought up in the other podcast that I wanted to bring up here. I feel like I keep going back and forth between those two things. Um, So it was brought up that uh, Taker, who was in the chat right now, he specifically said that uh, when Sammy saved Kevin from Shane at Hell in a Cell, that they never went anywhere with it. And at the time, I was like, that's not right. But I couldn't back it up because I, my, like I said, my brain got kind of wonky. And I realized later on, yes, they did. It went to WrestleMania. That's where they went with it. <laughs> that is where it went. Um, but yeah, the whole, I, I remember being in the crowd and I was yelling at Shane. Um, <laughs> and I was saying, don't you dare do this to Sammy. And people were turned around and looked at me. Because <laughs> I was the only one who was standing up and yelling at Shane, and I was like, "Okay, look at me! I'm wearing a Sammy shirt. I am a Sammy fan. Leave me alone." <laughs> and they kind of were like, "Okay, yeah, that's true." That happened. Something similar happened to me at the Rumble, where I was, you know, sitting down, and there was a dad with his kid, and I was like just cheering for the wrestlers, and the dad leans over and goes, "Oh, she's really into this, huh?" Like well, yeah. Like yeah. it's not the point of the show. <laughs> Why did you come here? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just yeah. It was yeah. that is uh, to go back to the heel turn 
Sammy's second promo after his heel turn was against Daniel. And he explained to Daniel that he had turned heel in part because he never got the chances that Daniel did. And then he explained to Daniel that he didn't wrestle anymore, that Daniel had become nothing but a housewife who never wrestled. Oh, because of and, Total Bellas? Yeah. And, uh, and made fun of him for the fact that he was never going to wrestle again. Oh, dear. I and forgot about back, that. I think, yeah, I think it's very likely that that was there to set in place Sammy and Daniel's conflict that eventually leads to WrestleMania. Dang. So that's part of why that happened, I think. I can see that. Oh. And then... Um... Their partnership never paid off in the sense of becoming a tag team, but I think that's still potentially on the table for the future. <laughs> I don't know. I like seeing them as a team, but not necessarily a tag team. I'm pretty sure they want to win the tag team titles together at some point. That would be really cool. I almost got to see a tandem finisher. It was so exciting. I know. It was so exciting. Oh, I want to see You got that. to be at Stomping Grounds. I was so happy. Oh my gosh, it was such you a special moment. as a tag team. <laughs> and, and Kevin saw me, and he walked over from the ring and looked up at my little sign, and it was very special. Uh, yeah. What did your sign uh, say? Oh, which one was Stomping Grounds? That was, uh, I did spray paint for that one. And it's a, a spray-painted Kevin face that said KO. I was that was smarter. I usually get too complicated with my signs because I, I want to you know show off my artistic flair, which is bad. But you've got to be able. You to really need ring. as simple as possible, otherwise they can't see anything. Why is your so, hair yeah, white? Yeah, <laughs> simple very, paid off. So that that was cool. Hmm. Yeah, it was during a New Day's entrance, and I I knew I was like, don't look at New Day, look at Kevin, just look <laughs> at Kevin, and he. Mm -hmm. and he around and he found me and it was just it was really special for me Aww. but as as a tip that is i'm sure kevin's not the only one if you've got a favorite wrestler pay attention to them during the other team's entrance because they know the camera is going to be on the other team probably yes it's and the only time they have freedom that's when they when the lights the are up when the commercials yeah. were on so i've gotten used to that yeah, yeah i'm here yeah. with my favorites i'm like watch them when the other team is being focused on Yes. You have to be like a laser beam. Or at the house shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, love those a good are house great. It's I been have, a while since we've had shows over here. Yeah, I'm desperately same. hoping, and I know this is really unrealistic, but I'm really hoping that the there are three shows in Japan in late June. Mm. And I'm really hoping they can make it over, even if things are still a problem in the United States. But they'd have to get through all those airports and stuff, and so maybe not. Yeah, that's tough. Third row tickets to all three. Oh They're in two God. different cities. We're traveling up and down the coast to go to all three shows. What city? You're mad. <laughs> They're having two shows in Yokohama and one in Osaka, and we live in the middle. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> Ooh, Osaka <laughs> should be fun. It's so going to cool. be a SmackDown roster, and so I haven't seen Sammy really wrestle for so long. But... He had a 30-second match against Samoa Joe at, after SummerSlam, which was, let's just say, not terribly satisfying. 
30 seconds and yet the crowd sang Ole anyway. We had 30 oh. seconds to sing and we did it. That's right. Uh, but I haven't seen him wrestle for two and a half years other than that. Is Asuka going to be in Osaka? Probably. She's got to be. She has they to. Haven't, if they come at all. They haven't really released the cards a lot yet. So I mean, it's still way in the future and the future is extremely uncertain. Yeah, yeah the cards are sense. always subject to change. But if they don't have Asuka in Osaka, that's that's her hometown. So I'm pretty sure she'll be there if they come at all. I hope they are able to. I hope, you know, stuff. It would be so nice if Sammy were still Intercontinental Champion then. (laughs) Oh, that's my dream is to cheer him while he holds that title. Oh. (laughs) I mean, he might be. There's, you know, there's it's always an chance. awfully long far. It's so far away, though. But as of right now, he could be because he currently is. <laughs> Dream your dreams, Smith. Hold on to yeah. hope. Hold on to faith. And you never know. This hiatus might mean he holds on to the title longer than it was originally planned to. Yeah. This weird. It's not exactly a hiatus, but whatever the situation is. I can just take wrestling and freeze it in amber. Yeah, I was so worried that he was going to lose his title and have never fought at all in front of a crowd with it. That would have made me really sad. But now you don't have to be sad. Yeah. And I'm not. Good. Don't be sad. <laughs> no sadness here. Or at least all unless of we are are... Aren't you, you guys are supposed Wait. to be Sunshine fans, right? <laughs> I'm working on I, it. You try really hard. I, 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 I actively try. And everything is fine. <laughs> <sighs> no, no heavy sighs. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this is when when I came on the podcast the first time. That was what we talked about. Was how hard it is sometimes. You finish up a show and you're like, my favorite is just stuck, and nothing good is ever going to happen. Yeah. And then oh, you have come to, on. You just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nothing well, good is ever going to happen again in the entire world. No way. I would never survive as a Kevin fan if I had that mentality. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> what exciting shoulder tackle will he take next? Ooh, and how That's excellently like- will he flail when he takes it? Honestly, that feud with Braun was, for me, just that sort of, this is how you learn to be a fan through the bad times too. Yeah, yeah. It, he did. I still really like the way he takes that shoulder tackle. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. He's so mm-hmm. good. I like. I watched Braun do. He started that, you know, around the world yes. thing. Kevin and nobody did. Does it nobody him. does it better. Kevin I, is the best at shoulder oh, tackle I, I'm not the only person who sits there when Braun does that and goes, "Kevin did that better." Kevin did that better. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm not somebody over there. Kevin does it better. It's not. It's yeah. not as good. It's okay. And this is I've become some kind of cannonball elitist. <laughs> Cuz I'll sit there and I'll be like, "Hey, a cannonball." I'm like, eh, "It doesn't have the snap." <laughs> you know, you know who did have a good cannonball? That was Killian Dane. I really liked his cannonball. Yeah. Okay. He had a good one at Takeover. Cannonball elitist. <laughs> <laughs> the cannonball artist is the cannonball elitist. Or Conanball? I I like spelling yeah, it with yeah. a KO. I'm getting that way about taking stunners. Although I like almost every way someone takes Kevin's stunner, Everyone so. takes them so differently. They're so neat. Like, <laughs> it's like your personality gets put into your punishment. Yes. 
Isn't that great? Like there's floppy noodles. There's the big heavy thud. There's stiff with a little bit of wiggle. There's like (laughs) the one arm up in the sky. (laughs) There's there's like the praying mantis. There's so many good like stunner takes. We should just have like a deep cut of like Kevin doing one stunner and just superimposed to all these different arcs of people taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Oh my god. I love that. I love all. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. I loved all of that. I don't. I don't have that same deep appreciation that y'all have, but I like hearing about it. Well, I didn't either <laughs> at first. Cool ways too. Like actually, I, I learned from Myth. Honestly, like I just uh, I started paying more attention because of Myth and her essays and her gifts. Because I'm not a very uh, in-depth person. Uh, I'm just very honest and blunt and I take people at their word and then when myths started finding all these details about wrestling I'm like oh oh okay there's a lot to notice here that I'm just kind of taking it at face value but I think it's wonderful to take it at face value and just be in the moment usually when the wrestling is happening I'm just right there you know I'm not I'm definitely not sitting there going well I believe that this will probably lead to a long-term feud with Drew Gula yeah, but you, you know, have the wherewithal just, to, you know, go back and revisit it and find those details. Yeah, and that's fun, too. But I wouldn't want to do that in real time. That's true, because when you start nitpicking right out of the gate, you take the joy out of it. Yeah, it's no fun. It's true. Joy first, then nitpicks. <laughs> find the joy in the nitpicks. <laughs> I don't know about that last one, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I had to say it. Uh, like if there's anyone, I mean, myth is the joyful nitpick. <laughs> the joyful nitpick. I should have a. I should have a podcast called that. The joyful nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> but like during Sammy's WrestleMania match, I was I grabbed Dan when he started crying, and like left nail marks in Dan's arm. I think. oh no, oh Dan is God. such a good sport. He's he a very supportive is. guy. He is. But then later, how did, how did back, Sammy Wow Wow take it? I think they avoided the TV that day. My cat is named after Sammy. Samantha Wow Wow. Samantha, I love Sammy. Samantha Jane Wow Wow. She just wandered into the room as we were talking about her. <gasps> hi Sammy. Hi Sammy. She Sammy she says hi. Sorry, what? <laughs> I didn't hear what you oh, said. Oh, I said Cammy says hi to Sammy. Oh, <laughs> it's it's my cat's like, fifth birthday today. That's right. <gasps> Happy birthday, Kitty. <laughs> yeah, she's five. I we had to feed her her birthday tuna early so it wouldn't interfere with the podcast because otherwise she would be singing about it. Ah, <laughs> lodging her complaint. <laughs> she's very vocal. Well, Sammy turned out to be a really good name for our a little cat because she complains all the time. And Aww. Kip too. Both of them really suit your cats. They we got really lucky with the names, I think. <laughs> I love your cats. They just I always like seeing the pictures of them and the videos and oh, I just love them. I just love cats in general. I wish the I name Kip actually comes from uh Dusty Rhodes got Kevin's name wrong when when he showed up. So there was this meeting and Dusty decided to call Kevin up and have him cut a promo in front of like Triple H and everybody. And so he starts talking about him, but he gets his name wrong and calls him Kip Stern. What? 
So Kevin is sitting there next to William Regal and listening. To, and Dusty's like, Kip Stern's going to be a great genius in this business. He's got amazing mic skills. And, and Kevin's just sitting there going, wow, I wonder who Kip Stern is. <laughs> Yeah. You know? And William oh Regal eventually has to nudge him and go, he wants you to go up there. And I love that story yeah. so much. I just love him Kevin sitting there politely going, wow, Kip Stern sounds like a great wrestler. Gosh. Gee, you I know? wish I could be that guy. Man, his name Dusty is even sure really close him. to mine. Dusty sure likes that guy. So... <laughs> When Dan and I are talking about Kevin and we want to talk not about the character but the real person, we run into this problem because they're all Kevin. That is, Kevin Owens is the character. Kevin Steen is the real person. But then in Ring of Honor, Kevin Steen is also the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to say something like, do you think Kevin was really mad when he cut this promo? Well, yeah, Kevin Owens was. The character was. And so we really struggled with how to talk about the the actor. And so we ended up calling him Kip Stern. Nice. So we're like, yeah, Kevin's mad, but Kip, I don't think Kip is angry right now. So that's what we <laughs> named our cat. <laughs> I knew that there was a correlation there between between Kip and, and, and Kevin, Kip. but I was like, I, I felt like I had missed it. and I, I didn't want to ask because I was like, I feel stupid asking. That's what it is. Okay. Now I'm glad on I know now. On the first anniversary of Dusty's death, Kevin changed his username on Twitter to Kip Stern. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was following him at that point, so I never knew about that. But, oh. So, so I always when, when your cat jumps, is it called a kip up? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like to jump oh he's really a, he's a very drew gulak would approve of my cat he stays <laughs> on the ground pretty much whenever possible oh but not sammy wow wow no sammy likes to climb on things and jump off of them well that's because it's awesome speaking so. of climbing things and jumping off of them uh kevin i really mm. wanted to see he had those uh reference photos because Originally, they were going to be in that Jumping Tampa Bay Stadium, ship? and he really wanted to jump off the pirate ship, and I'm just like, oh, man. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm squeamish, and I'm almost glad he didn't do that, because I had enough problems with the sign. <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> in that moment, I, I, I'm so scared. That, moment, that is, right after he landed, I was like, oh, my God, is he okay? And then I was like, wait, I've seen him post videos since then. This is taped. Obviously, he isn't dead because he's posted <laughs> videos. Well, and he's gone off hell in the cell, too, and the heights are pretty similar. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that either. <laughs> I, I like it. it's, it's tough. For me, it's a balance of, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, too. I guess they they know what they're doing and stuff. Yeah. And, it's you know, there's that, there's that comfort of, oh, they probably padded that table underneath, but still, yeah. this is really scary. And I... I have this balance of trying to control myself while also freaking out. In a way, I think, because I know Sammy has talked about how the day of Hell in a Cell, when his job is to pull Kevin out of the way as Shane falls down, he was so stressed that day. And I feel like in some ways it would be less stressful to just do the jump than to be like, I have to get this timing right. I have to jump forward, not before Shane jumps, but before Shane hits. 
No, I, I agree. I jump forward and get Kevin out of the way. It's like the problem with that high spot, right? When people go up on the turnbuckle and they want to jump down and just this person happens to be waiting for them. If you're too early, yeah. they're like, oh, okay, sure. But yeah, I, I totally understand that. Timing is difficult. Yeah. Hmm, the boss's son is going to come plummeting off of this cage. And I have to jump forward at just the right moment. It's not really something you can practice. You know? Hey, Shane, could you climb up there and jump off a few times so I can make sure? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to judge how fast gravity is pulling your body. If you could, I'm brushing up on my physics here. If you wouldn't help me with my calculations, it'd be just, just a few more times. Just a few. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't hit. Oh, I'm sorry, Shane. Nasty impact on those <laughs> oh, ankles. Can you try it again, but more on the shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> but that would be so stressful. I can imagine. Like, I'm just thinking about when I'm, when you do timing in video games, but this is real life. I was like, oh man, this, the stress of it. I just, oh wow. I never th considered any of that before. But it was a great spot. It really was. And, and Kevin's was too, and Seth took it wonderfully. Oh god, and I don't want to think about that one. Easing. <laughs> Dramatic wheezing. Oh. oh, God, I don't want to think about it. He did. He had this right. big, heavy yeah. gurgle, right? He was so oh, no. good. There was some, oh. I saw somebody tweet about what is that noise he's making? And I'm just like, I'm suffering right now. Not oh. as I saw much a as, different tweet. Not as much Someone as was like, oh, here we go with the Seth Rollins gurgle again. I'm like, dude. dude. <laughs> That's harsh. Like, I hate the way you experience pain. <laughs> Don't express your pain that way. Um, <laughs> I was... You experience your your pain more pleasantly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah the the tweet that I saw was not a uh, not a positive note towards it. It wasn't uh, you know empathetic or anything like that. It was judgmental about how he was about how he was wheezing, and I was like, I will deal with you later. I'm going to just, oh god, I can't look, I can't hear. And I was super tempted to just mute the entire thing. Because you can hear so much more. You can hear so much more. Oh. I thought you meant oh, yeah. Twitter. Oh, no, I no, thought no. that too. The, the TV. I meant the TV because I was just, I was suffering don't from Seth's suffering. Don't mute the TV, but do mute the Twitter. I know, I should mute it more often. But I don't. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I don't know if you guys saw, but Jericho was said he enjoyed muting the TV for watching the matches, and I, I didn't really understand that, but I guess he enjoyed them that way. Well, his argument, I think, from what I saw, is that he finds the lack of an audience so off-putting that it's actually better to watch it with no sound because your brain will supply the, the imaginary audience then. Oh, I see, because it's just oh. such a part of him. Yeah. I, I did see some people that actually went to YouTube and found crowd noise to play over it. Oh my god, oh, that's an interesting wow. idea. I've been that, yeah, okay I don't know how that, that works because, like, there's like the gasping and cheering and booing, and how do you? Yeah, you that don't up? get the right pop. But it's it, just the white noise of it. Maybe. Yeah, just that sort of background murmuring. Those moments that become utterly silent are really off-putting. Sometimes in a good way. It's like a sleep machine, but for watching wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Let me turn I on my white noise so I can enjoy my wrestling. Thousand people eating popcorn. You know, I don't think I asked y'all last time, but how are y'all specifically um, dealing with the, the lack of an audience when you watch? 
because personally I haven't it's been a little jarring but I've adjusted to it yes I feel like I'm getting used to it uh, I didn't mind too much at first um I really liked being able to hear um the wrestlers mm -hmm. and the referees a lot better but yeah when I was going back and reviewing those matches for our first podcast uh I was like, oh, man, I guess I do miss the crowd. You, you don't realize, at least I didn't realize, uh, how much of an impact it had on the show until it was gone. Yeah. Because I tend to I'm view the crowd mostly negatively because a, a lot of the time, like, especially U.S. audiences will try to hijack the show. Mm -hmm. Or, like, uh, you know, when they had a, uh, what was it? There was a, that Dolph Ziggler match, uh, was it with no. Seth, where they had the, the clock up there, and every time it would count no. down, yeah, people would, put, and then they tried, they tried to, yeah, yeah, so that's fine for the rumble, right, but when you're just doing it during the match, just to have, you know, to hijack the show, and they take the clock away, and then you keep doing it, you hear poor Dolph saying it's worse than when the clock was there. Yeah. So yeah. I, I tend to view... Yeah. I don't know. Most of the time, I think I, I take the audience for granted and I view them as more of a nuisance. But when you take it away, um, yeah, they, they do add a lot, especially to WrestleMania and especially to those really feel good moments. Because yeah. uh, I think Myth said something similar earlier is the audience is almost like an avatar for you because you can't be there yourself. Which is why it's so annoying when they're not doing what you want them to do. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's Damn a very it. good point. Why are you cheering for this? Yeah. Oh, it's even worse when it's in the audience. Like, oh, I hated when they were booing Matt Hardy at my show. I just, oh, I was like, I'm not a part of this. They were booing Matt Hardy? Well, no, the, yeah, um... They were cheering Randy Orton. They were cheering Randy Orton, yeah. Similar um, to how at Stomping Grounds, you know, they're in Daniel Bryan territory, and poor Otis was supposed to be the face, and we were still, we were booing the hell out of him, not because he was Otis, but because he was Daniel Bryan's opponent. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I can understand that one. Yeah. There's just, you know, sometimes when people are at home are like, why are you booing Otis? He's so great. And yes, he is, but audiences will do what audiences will do. Yep. Yeah. That's true. I think wrestlers often have a sort of antagonistic relationship with the audience. They're like this other character that isn't always playing along right. Like the ocean. You know? Yeah. Sometimes the ocean is great and sometimes it is mean. Like the audience will no sell moves sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I think they're absolutely necessary, but also sometimes annoying. So it's been interesting to have matches without them. Yeah. yeah. Take the double edged sword away. Yeah. It'll be really nice to have it back, though. Think about how crazy those first crowds are going to be. They're going to be nuts. There's just this you know? sense of relief, you know? Yeah, I think they're just going to pop through the roof for everybody. Yeah. This like, might we're be just happy to see have you. Baron Corbin get cheers. I don't know about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> they might just boo him extra loud. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. I hope In, so. like, a loving way. I can see that more like... We're so happy to see you. We hate you. Yeah. Hey, buddy, we're here. You're welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about how you're the best again so we can hate you. <laughs> Let's sob. Oh, I just miss going to the shows. Just in general. I like being part of the crowd. Yeah. Un unless they're, yeah. they're they're cheering for somebody I hate or booing somebody I like, then I want to kill them all. 
Well, it's tough being fans of heels, right? I'm sure you've run into it as a Rollins fan, but like when your fave is a heel and people aren't likely to cheer them, it's tough sometimes. It is tough sometimes. I actually haven't been in the crowd since it's happened. And then the last time he was a heel, I was booing him as well. Because I was, I didn't realize I was a fan yet. It was just, it, it was a very complicated process for me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> to realize my, how I felt One thing I've always him. liked about Kevin is that no matter how much I love him, in a live audience, he actually makes it pretty easy to boo him. Anyway, that is, he tends to, and he does it a lot during commercials and stuff, when it's not necessarily getting out on the TV. But he tends to basically do stuff that even if you love him, you're going to be like, come on, Kevin, you know. Well, yeah, you guys know wrestler. about the famous Seattle boo. Like, we yeah. usually we usually like him, but actually that was more Elias than Kevin, but. That's true. But yeah, <laughs> Kevin knows how to dump on. He knows what to do. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was insane. I couldn't, I forgot about that one. Um, I don't know if you guys want the story behind the Seattle boo, but I can dish it if you're willing. Yeah, sure. So basically, so basically, there's this huge conspiracy behind our basketball team. I grew up um, in a sports family. Uh, didn't watch a lot of football because my dad said it was better to play it than to watch it. Uh, watched a lot of baseball, but mostly watched basketball. And we had a really good team, the Seattle Supersonics. And uh, the head of Starbucks, which as a lot of people know is huge in Seattle, Howard Schultz, bought the Sonics thinking that they were going to make him money. And they didn't, because that's not what athletic teams are for. Uh, so when he found out he couldn't make money off of it, he had to think of a way to dump this you know, non-money-making thing on somebody else, and Oklahoma was looking for a basketball team. And so Oklahoma guy comes around and is sniffing around like, hey, this is kind of interesting. And we're like, hey, don't sell our Sonics. And they're like, we won't, we won't. Hey, hey. Don't sell our Seattle Supersonics. They are amazing. They are champions. We got flags up in our arena. And, yeah, they're like, we won't, we won't. And they did. And they became the Oklahoma City Thunder. And so, uh, it, yeah, it was so bad that they even took away, like, all the all the flags that the Sonics had won. Our arena was empty until we finally got some flags from our women's team. And so Elias comes in, and he's been a heel for a while, and he's been taking jabs at people and... He's like, I forget what his setup was, but he's like, it makes about as much sense as Seattle having a basketball team. And we just laid into him. (gasps) (laughs) Like, and it was this visceral reaction. Like, I didn't even think. I was just like, no. Because that, like, for us, it's a lot of our childhoods. Like, I went up, I went to, and it was in that same arena, too. So many childhood memories watching the Seattle Supersonics and how they were just stolen from us. It's a sore spot. They still sell Seattle Supersonic jerseys to this day, even though they've been gone for over 10 years. No, longer than that, right? Is it like wow. 20 years? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we just, like, I didn't even think. I We just all knew. We were just attacked. Boo, boo. And, like, I felt like I woke up from a daze and I realized, oh, my God, like, Kevin's right there. I'm going, I'm, Kevin. booing, I'm booing my favorite. I love Kevin. I was like, I'm a terrible fan. Like, what? Why have I done no. this? And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it took it took like five minutes of solid booing as hard as I possibly could to finally have that thought. 
Kevin's face is fantastic during it too because he doesn't follow sports much at all. So I don't think he even knows why the audience is so mad. He's got this look yeah. on his face like, wow. He did. Uh, I don't know if the camera awesome. caught it, but during the middle of the match, he pretends to throw a free throw. And I'm like, I know what you're doing, you little bug. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, I don't great. get it, but this is great. <laughs> I just I I remember Elias's face for that one, and I I assume he knew that it would land. I didn't think he thought it would land that well, and I was just part of me was laughing, but another part of me was like, "How dare you offend these people, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep wound for our whole city. Well, now they know. Oh, now Elias knows. Now they know, yeah. They got that amazing boo that set, I don't, did it set a record or something? I don't know. It's like the longest boo on Raw or something like that? I believe so. One of the longest boos, yeah. The longest boo, (laughs) haha. I don't know, does the one for Roman after the Undertaker match? Does that count as a boo, or is that just... Because they they were going from very... They were doing chants and booing, so I don't know. I don't know if that counts to go up against it. Unbroken boo, Seattle. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll give them that then. It was just... Oh, dang. I forgot what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) As relentlessly as we boo... Elias is how much we cheer for Daniel Bryan. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else to mention about the, about, uh, I think we've so, our two matches pretty extensively at this point. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that y'all would like to add in about them? I, I don't know. Um, I just really enjoyed WrestleMania this year. Just top to bottom. I just had fun. They, it's obvious that they worked really hard to bring us something that would entertain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I enjoyed most of the matches. The ones that I didn't were ones that I knew I wasn't going to, you know, be very invested yep. in. So it was just like, okay, that's you know, that's fine. This is this is the match I am not invested in. That's okay. Yeah, you the, can't be invested in every single match. I don't it's think, too so. difficult. There's too many people. <laughs> so, and yeah, so there were a couple that I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is a good time to check Twitter and. Hang out, <laughs> and then most of them were either they ranged from solid to fascinating. So, yeah. Though maybe we should talk at least briefly about the two cinematic matches. I have no <laughs> idea what I would say. I, the minute <laughs> the funhouse match ended, I had a bunch of people going, "Oh, Myth, you need to explain this." And I'm like, "I what I." You don't even know where I don't you to know. start. I on don't. That. My my wrestling history does not go back far enough, nor is it wide enough. To Dude, cover. Jay Walker had a great thread on it, and Jay Jay White put his stamp of approval on it. So if you haven't read Jay Walker's thread on the breakdown of the yeah. Firefly Funhouse, go check it out. You should find it. It's so good. I think I retweeted that one. I'm not sure. I'm gonna double check. Wait, was that I'm the one I sent you, Myth, or no? Yes, I think so. It okay, is. I did retweet that one then. Um, I'm getting be- finally got I don't know Bray Wyatt is so fascinating because he cares so much about continuity and history and I'm just so happy he finally got something that pays off the fact that he pays attention to all these details and remembers them and stores them up in his heart 
He does. I remember him being uh, annoyed that fans missed like some kind of clue he left on Twitter like years ago, and he's like, "You guys never found my special clue I left." Like, <laughs> oh, God, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I, I don't follow him very closely, but yeah, I, he's he's very character driven. At the time, was that he was not that he was making that up. That there wasn't think, anything to find. I think he did actually go through and explain really? what it was. Yeah, somebody did I, go back I, and find it. I wish it. I could be less vague about it, but I really don't remember what it was. But I, I think he did try to give people some clues so they would find it. It's so fun. And I'm so glad he got to beat Cena. He got to find Cena to take that chair shot at him. Yes. Is it true that Cena um, had creative control of the match? That's what I heard. That's what I heard, too. I would not be at all. And I would just like to say that, again, Taker, who is in the chat, did not believe that Cena would walk away with a loss on that one. Actually, no, he thought Cena would walk away at all. And he did not. He just vanished. I thought it was really clear from the promo that he cut before the match that he was going to lose. I thought so, too. Oh, I guess I'm alone in that. I don't know. I've... (laughs) I it, I was in that lol Cena wins thing for so long because when I started wrestling, like I didn't see him lose very much until he started going away more. My my first like impression of Cena losing was that one Brock Lesnar match with the poor Cena kid going, "Let's go, Cena!" It's like suplex number thirteen hits him. Oh, I loved so much that his line about what is, I can't remember the final line. The oh yeah, overall. the one that gets turned the. Most yes, the one that gets turned against him. Oh, it was beautiful. It was, it was so amazing. Beautiful. It was so, so good. I need to go back through that other promo, the before-the-match promo, and look at how it has a double meaning based on what actually happened. I remember rolling my eyes a lot at his promo before beforehand because it was just like, you know, some of those things that you said, I could easily hear about you. I was just kind of Absolutely. mad at him. Because I, I've, I have absolutely though that's exactly <laughs> what he was setting up, and I love that. I have but a little knew bit that of a, a whole bunch of people would sit there and go, "Really, this could all apply to you, John Cena," <laughs> and then it does. Isn't that great? <laughs> it was lovely. I loved it so much. Um, yeah, how they hover over his beaten face and then have that quote echo back at him. It was just, it was ah, beautiful. Chef's kiss. <laughs> An Abigail kiss. <laughs> Oh, man. And I don't know. I just... Oh, and... Okay, hold on one second. My husband turned on the TV, and it's really loud, and I need to close the door. I don't know if y'all could hear it, but I could. It's I very loud. a little bit. Wasn't sure what it was. Sounded like magic sparkling fairies. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what he's watching. But I'm closing the door. That should help. I don't know why. He just always turns the TV on so freaking loud. But, um, what was I saying? Oh, right. So, yeah, there was, I can't remember which feud it was, but there was this one feud. I want to say it was the one with Roman that I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You are not saying all this crap, sir, about Roman. How dare you? And I just remember getting really mad at him. And then I kept thinking, I kept. I kept focusing on the fact that Cena is not a face. Cena is a heel. He has been a heel in all of this stuff. So I ended up watching a whole bunch of stuff 
by accident. I didn't mean to actually watch John Cena matches. <laughs> it was just I was watching some other stuff and I went back and it was like, no, he is a heel, isn't he? And I specifically remember going, because I, I rewatched um, Seth versus John for the, you know, the title for title match at SummerSlam mm-hmm. and the lead up to it. And I was like, holy shit. No, he is a heel. Like, he's not as much of a heel as, like, say, Seth, because Seth's being an idiot, but Cena was definitely not the good guy in that situation. He was just being an asshole. Just like, Which is what Bray wanted to bring up when he called him a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just... Fascinating. Dang. Johnny Large meets being a bully because <laughs> he's got excellent physique. <laughs> I want to watch that again, to be honest. Yeah, I need to sit down and rewatch it. I feel like if we watch it again, we'll get even more enjoyment out of it because we'll notice more things. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's going to be one of those matches. Like the more you watch the Firefly Funhouse match, the more you're going to get out of it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I did find that quote. It's uh, it said it'd be the end of. The most overhyped, overprivileged star in WWE history. <gasps> so perfect. How could that apply to Bray? It obviously applies to Cena. <laughs> Maybe he was exaggerating for the That's benefit so of story. Hyperbole. Wouldn't it be the first time he did something like that? <sighs> okay, how about the Undertaker match versus AJ Styles? Uh, I didn't like Boneyard. it as much, but that's in part because I don't like Taker and AJ as much as I like Cena and Bray, I think. I think I'm with you on there. It's uh, The Firefly Funhouse match was a lot more... I, I really love psychological stuff, because mm-hmm. brains are weird. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was more, uh, more of a movie, whereas um, Taker and Styles was still good, but it was um, it straddled more that line between wrestling match and movie, where... Firefly Funhouse just went full-blown psychological movie. <laughs> See, I was looking at it as like the Firefly Funhouse match was the psychological thriller horror mm-hmm. film. Whereas the Boneyard match horror, was more, it was kind of closer to like a slasher flick, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see that. You got like your big Jason coming up behind you and you can't escape and everything you throw at him just doesn't work because he's immortal. Yeah, and it does work for a little bit, but ultimately, it doesn't. Can't and... kill Jason? I mean, Undertaker? <laughs> Jason, Michael, Undertaker, they're all in that league together. Um, but yeah, so I did I did really enjoy the Boneyard match, but I did vastly I did prefer too. the Firefly Funhouse match. Also, I, I really enjoyed that we got Biker Undertaker, and as a Metallica <laughs> fan, I was over the moon with the song choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because now that we're dead is a bop, and make your head go. <laughs> I did enjoy the music. I didn't realize that that's what it was, but I'm not like a huge Metallica fan, so yeah. Not, the the lyrics surprising. are actually really good for Undertaker. It's a now that we're dead, my dear, we can be together. Now that we're dead, we can live forever. That's great, huh? Yeah, interesting, poignant, and Though, metal. I'll be honest, I kind of wanted to see Michelle McCool come out. I did too. I was just going to say that. And maybe not do the final. Um... But it would have been nice to have her be part of it. Yeah. I wanted Kane for sure. When that fire, of, that plume of fire rose up, I was like, Kane! 
Mayor Kane, is that you? I didn't even think about that. I just gotta be Kane. But no, I, I think <laughs> Jeff and I had this discussion before WrestleMania. We were discussing whether um, the Holy Trinity Undertaker was talking about. I was like, oh, maybe it's like Kane and Michelle McCool and Undertaker. And he uh, postulated that it was more metaphorical than that. Yeah, clearly, yes. It turned yeah. out not to be an actual. It, I was completely wrong. <laughs> I, but I, I felt the same way. So I was like wondering who it could be. And then nobody showed up. And I was like, oh. It was a metaphor. Yeah. I Which is also that. cool. It's also cool. It's but cool. It would have been nice. Just a little bit. I saw somebody talking and I agree about how what was really cool about the Boneyard match was that it gave more recent fans, of which I am one, a chance to see The Undertaker as the sort of mythical, unstoppable being yes, that he always absolutely. was, which we haven't been able to see in the last no. few years. Because he's, true. I know, agree. That was because oh. how AJ talks about him was my only exposure to Undertaker. Is like he's Numbers all entrance and yeah, yeah, all entrance. Yeah, that's no very good point. Yeah. I mean, they called him the Phenom for a reason because he was an incredible wrestler. And obviously, he's still got all of that. It's just hard to maintain for a whole match. So having it be something that was edited let you really see how a match with Undertaker felt yeah. at the time, which was really nice. It's incredible. You think about how many people retired after him and started, you know, they started wrestling way after he started and then retired before him. Yeah. It's just incredible. So it was nice to watch an Undertaker match and not always be thinking, oh, please don't hurt yourself. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he wasn't always hurting himself. All our fears were true. Ugh. Oh, man. But yeah, I am I really did enjoy it. So Yeah, same. I, just, I, liked, I liked seeing that because, like you said, it was we were able to see what he was to the people who have been watching for a lot longer than us. Yeah. And, I like that. I kind of wish they had finished the second night with the Funhouse match because it was kind of weird to come back from that and go to Drew versus Brock. But I understand uh, why they did. I yeah, I I couldn't take that away from Drew. I couldn't. Do oh, it. I know. I could. Oh my gosh, when he when he put his hand towards the television <laughs> screen, I was like, yes, I'm here, man. I'm happy for you. Spirit bomb, take my energy. I was like, oh, like. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. Like, the Firefly Funhouse match, like, almost felt like the crux of the evening. But as far as, like, heartfelt moments, I think mm-hmm. the Drew match was the crux for me. Yeah. Aw. I, like, I was not invested at all. And I just kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to take this moment to look down at my phone. And then I look up and it was over. I wasn't oh. in, I was, I'm not invested in the match exactly, but I I love Drew and he's yeah. going through so much. Especially so I watched his twenty four ahead of time too. I haven't, oh, I haven't watched done it. that yet. Oh my gosh, you guys! It's it's so it's such a thing because he keeps talking about like how he gets these opportunities and how things just don't work out, and it's such mm-hmm. a you know a parallel to this uh. you know him destined to become champion during the pandemic and how different it is that's why on twitter he said i I dreamed a broken dream Mm -hmm. because you know things just don't seem to line up for him completely and Mm -hmm. you just really feel for the guy he just seems like such a like he's like this big tough sweetheart Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i love three-man band so (laughs) 
I don't know what it is. I haven't. I just haven't been able to connect with Drew Drew's oh. character with well, Drew Mac's character, Drew Gulak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I connected with his character, <laughs> but yeah, and I just I want to. I just haven't been able to. There's been a lot of other stuff going on right now, both in wrestling and the world. So, but I mean, like since he came back to to WWE and in NXT, I watched a little bit of it at the time. And I saw some of his matches there, and I was like, okay, this guy seems pretty cool, but, you know, again... Did you I... see him wrestle before he came back? Uh, No, the first time I ever saw him wrestle was when he was in NXT, uh, and be- he was the champion at the time. Uh, see, so for me, the contrast yeah. um, in his character is what really got me. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, because he was, he was eating a lot of pins, I think he was getting squashed a lot. 3MB... Uh, was not a strong faction by any means, three-man band, with Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, and uh, Drew Mack, of course. Um, so just to see him come back as this completely badass Scottish Slayer, mm-hmm. I was like, what the what? Who are you? And it was just so cool. Like It was like seeing someone become who they were meant to be. Yeah. And for that, for me, that was just fascinating. Yeah. So I really enjoyed, because um, I, I saw him come back in NXT before he was champ. And so I was like, okay, okay, Drew, I, I see you. And then uh, I was really excited when he came up, but then he kind of was lost in that alliance with Dolph for a while. And I, I was like, oh, come on. It, I fizzled yeah, out a little I bit. Think Drew McIntyre is one of those people that I think you can get connected to him on the main roster. But I think there's an automatic hook if you knew him before he left WWE. Yeah. That's just it's just impossible to replicate in some ways. There's just stuff like that, which I always yeah. find really interesting. I'm sorry. I feel like we're saying like, you had to be there. And, like, it's, <laughs> I know. Well, Thank no, you I, for saying that. This is exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, I sound like such a douchebag saying, yeah, oh, I guess no. you just had to be there. But no, I do think that <laughs> if you experience them, you connect to them differently. Yeah, no, and I, I, I totally understand for that. It. And, and there's all sorts of stuff that I didn't experience and I don't connect in the same way. Generico being one of them. Which is interesting. No, I mean, because I get what y'all are, y'all are saying, and I do feel like maybe I did have to be there, but at the same time, it's like, well, I'm here now. You, I've, and I feel like he does still need to prove. Mm-hmm. No, okay, maybe it's only specific to me, but I feel like he still needs to prove something to me for me to really get behind him. And I just, I haven't had that moment yet, and I do want to. I just, yeah, like yeah I, said, I can see that. And I'll be curious to see if they, if he gets a chance to do that and to connect further. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like this with several wrestlers. I, it's like, why do I connect with this one but not this one? Because gender, I, I freaking, know. I freaking love gender. I went to, really? I went to one SmackDown Live event, and I had a sign that it, I, I wrote on it, gender, and then I wrote it out, Mahal. Because that's what they were doing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was just dancing to his music as he was coming out, and the, oh god, what are their names? The Sings. They were, you know, they were doing the intros, and I was like, I love all of this, and I just, I was behind him for when he was feuding with uh, Randy. I think that's actually why I was, I got into his corner because it was like, I I I don't like Randy. Just about anybody that's against Randy. But so I understand that. I thought he was hilarious and in a not um 
like not in like not like in a, a like he's a joke sort of way I just right. I, I found him you. genuinely funny and I was just like no I'm here for this and then there was a I went to a live show and he was like not even a foot away from me and I was cheering for him and he was I don't know if he actually heard me or not. I hope he did. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, I became a Ginger fan. And I'm so sad that he's, you know, still out right now, but I'm hoping he comes back soon. But yeah, yeah I was we like, had, why, why? We had him at a house show and they were chanting 3MB and he indulged us with a little air guitar. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, why, why do I like Ginger? But I'm not, but not into true. Drew. The heart wants what the heart yes. wants. <laughs> There's no way Why around Why am it. I into Drew and not gender? Like, I, it's good. We just spread the love around. Everybody yeah. gets a little love. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know why we connect to certain people, but we do. So. Anyways, <laughs> we have been going for almost two. We have. We have oh, wow. Over, two hours. Over, yeah, yeah. Just reached the two hour mark. We just reached two hours. Oh, boy. With three people, it makes sense that it would go a little further. That's true. It's one hour per person, right? We got to keep going. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I can keep going. No, no, no. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I guess, do you you all want to start wrapping it up? You can say your, uh, put your plugs in and whatnot. Throw out your Twitter handles and... Well, let's see. If we're talking about Kevin and Sammy specifically and their feuds and Daniel and Seth, I think I was really pleased with how both those matches unfolded. I mean, in different ways. And I'm really excited for where all of those main characters go from now on. I think they're going to re-coalesce in different ways, potentially. And I'm really excited to see where they go and what they do and if they can do it in these weird times. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, I really enjoyed the story they told. Um, yeah, I really want to see what the heck Kevin's going to do next. Mm-hmm. Is he going to take a journey over to Blue Land? <laughs> I kind of hope know. so. They usually do the draft after WrestleMania. I know yeah. it's coming up pretty soon. Because I want to say I heard them I, mention Who it. knows if they decide to postpone it, though. What They might just mm-hmm. be flinging any healthy wrestler they can right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, Apollo switched from SmackDown to Raw. Bianca moved up right. from NXT to Raw. So yeah. I think they're just, I think they might skip the big old draft this year and just move stuff around. But I don't Hallelujah. know. Hallelujah. I love Bianca Belair so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, my gosh. The way Montez looked at her like she was a god. That was amazing. That also, was, shout out to yeah. Montez Ford who grabbing cameras and shaking his face in him just over the moon that it's WrestleMania season and none of this has taken away any of his joy. And I freaking love him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah, he's definitely a delight to watch. And he, yeah, I was, I when when he was looking at Bianca as he slid into the ring, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was, I don't know why. Like, I don't. Because well, he know adores Bianca. her, and we could tell. I don't know Bianca very yep. well, and I'm just like, I'm. I was totally fangirling over the whole interaction. It's <laughs> like I know they're married. I just. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> it was just so weird. It was just a weird reaction in general, but a positive no, one? not at all. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like it was kind of weird, but still positive. So, I don't know. I'm here for it. Cool. <laughs> uh, 
We were trying to wrap up. Uh, yeah, we were trying. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram on Batty Bat Art B A T T I B A T A R T. Uh, personal Twitter B A T T I B A T. And you can find me at Mythgifs, M-I-T-H-G-I-F-S, making gifts, or screaming about Sammy and Kevin at Wegthorn, W-E-G-T-H-O-R-N. Okay, and I am Star Blue. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, at Star Blue Night. I don't know if we're going to have a show next week. We might. Who knows? But uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to us just ramble on <laughs> about about all this fun. stuff. And I hope you had uh, fun listening to it. If you have any comments, you know, let us know. And, um, yeah. I'm going to start a raid on Scared Kid. Because we love Scared Kid. He's cool. And, uh, yeah, I I left my script. I forgot to open it up, so I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, <laughs> remember to... in. Delight in your hot tea, but enjoy good coffee. I don't know. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.